We're going to be speaking with a police officer in Washington State who's going to tell you some of the laws that are being imposed upon law enforcement and, here's what matters, the reaction to it and how you may be less safe because you may have fewer police officers around. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. Thank you and welcome. I also want to say hello and good morning to my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello. Good morning. We have a great show for everybody. We're going to be speaking with a police officer in Washington State who's going to tell you, walk you through some of the things that are happening, the laws that are being imposed upon law enforcement, and here's what matters, the reaction to it, and how you may be less safe because you may have fewer police officers around. But before we get into that, we have a couple announcements. First of all, lurkers come out of the shadows. That's right. If you've been listening to the show, if you've been lurking in the in the sidelines, uh, the shadows, I should say. And you're like, I'm not a patron, but that after show, that's probably not very cool. Um, you're mistaken. And the after show is awesome. And to get the after show, you need to be a Patreon. So we encourage everybody to be Patreons in the show between two and $20 a month. Pretty easy to do. And that can be found the information to do that at prepping two dash zero. Look for the big orange button that says support us on Patreon on the homepage. And you can become a Patreon. Enjoy the after show, the goodie bags, a bunch of other stuff, cool video bonus shows, a variety of things. So consider that please support us on Patreon. Again, prepping two dash zero.com support us on Patreon button. Shelby, what else do we have going on? Time is a ticking, folks. If you are in the Pacific Northwest, the first weekend in October, October 2nd, 3rd, 4th, somewhere in there, that first weekend there, we will be at the Panhandle Preparedness Expo in Sandpoint, Idaho at the Bonner Ferry County Fairgrounds. Yeah, something like that. It's it's Panhandle Preparedness Expo. Yep. Look it up on the interwebs. It'll tell you website. everything you need to know. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there every day. Um, last year, Keegan was with us. Um, our guest on the show that I he's did. very low key. Nobody very knew low who key. he was. Nobody knew who he was. That's anyway. how he likes it. I'm so excited to be there. And time is a ticking. Uh, feel free to come join us. We will be there. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you can only come one day, that's okay because it it's kind of an expo. It's kind of a come and go as you please. So, next item is Pam Radio, P A M dash Radio dot com. Those are electronic flashcards where you can learn. I did them. You can learn all about comms for preppers in about forty five minutes. All kinds of links to equipment that you should get tested, tried into true equipment, so you don't have to goof around and buy stuff you don't need. Check comms off of your to do list with Pam dash Radio. Dot com And Shelby, give folks an update on the goodie bags. Goodie bags. Whew. What are goodie bags? Goodie bags are uh, a sampling gift bag that we send to the various levels of our Patreon supporters. Um, the deadline to sign up for that is October 7th. And so you have received an email. You have seen a post on Patreon for this. I ask you, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Make sure your information in there is correct. Click not- your address and your name so we yep, don't get make returns. Make sure all of that. <laughs> Because it's shocking how much does get returned. I'm not going to, but I don't want to belabor that. But um, be sure to get that done before October 7th, because what can't happen? You can't email us on the 8th and say, hey, here's my address. No problem. Go ahead. No. Dude, hook me up. No, dude, I can't. When we first started doing these a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. there was a few hundred of you. Yeah. 1124 as of this morning I, we can't Patreons. folks we can't we can't handle all that kind of we need to keep it very streamlined so just no October 7th I need to get my correct address in there be done you got and it. I think she'll be mentioned this but if not I want to reiterate goodie bags are for Patreon yes they That's are another reason to be a Patreon so if you aren't a Patreon sign up to be a Patreon and Before October 7th, and you can get a goodie bag. What exactly. the heck? What a great deal. Well, Shelby, I wanted to jump straight into our guest. His name is Deputy Keegan Williams. He is a police officer in the Puget Sound region, and he's going to tell us about all the things that are going on, all the new laws that have passed, uh, all the ma- mass resignations that seem to be there. Uh, maybe he'll get into vaccine mandates and how that's affecting things. But He's going to paint a picture with a lot of detail and a lot of experience, firsthand experience, about how messed up law enforcement is and how you cannot count 
on the police arriving like they used to because there are fewer of them and they have a bunch of laws restricting them. And he's going to talk about what's going on in Washington State, but I don't want anyone to think for a second this show is the Washington State Legal Hour because you know what? I'm a lawyer and licensed in Washington State, and even I would find that boring. So we're not going to do that. This is about Washington law. Washington, as Keegan will describe, has passed a bunch of laws that are the toughest on cops in the country, but you can bet that other blue states will follow. And so, especially if you're in a blue state, you need to understand what is probably coming, what the effects are. And if you're in a red state, you need to sit back, pop some popcorn, and laugh at people in blue states that have to deal with this nonsense. So, with no further ado, I introduce a friend of the show and a very good person and a solid patriot, Deputy Keegan Williams. Good morning, sir. Morning. Uh, good to be back on the show. Yeah. Morning, no, Shelby. Yeah, nice to have you. Well, tell us... Um, uh, just start talking because this is one of those shows where the guest has all the information and we're just here to kind of, you know, basically announce uh, segment breaks. Um, tell us what's going on in the state of Washington and how it affects people and how this is probably going to spread to other blue states. Take it away, deputy. Obviously, we've talked before. I think I was on a show since the George Floyd incident and, mm-hmm. and tried to. Oh, yeah, we had a question and answer session. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, since then. Um, the state of Washington has passed a bunch of initiatives, House bills and Senate bills, um, really, really restricting um, how we operate um, on the street. Uh, and a couple examples I'll give to you. I, I don't know the, the House bills off the top of my head, uh, but I do know what they are. doesn't matter. So there's, yeah. there's one House bill that was passed or a bill, I should say, that passed. I don't know if it was a House bill or Senate bill. But so one of the bills that was passed deals with um, the mentally ill. Uh, and use of force on mentally ill. Um, and when I say use of force on mentally, mentally ill, some people go like, oh, you don't want to beat the mentally ill. That's not what I'm talking about. So um, before this bill was passed, um, if you were a danger to yourself, a danger to others, or a danger to property, um, those are the criteria that triggered an involuntarily commit, which really means you go to the hospital, you're checked out by um, a social worker and a psychiatrist, um, or something that close to that. Uh, and they, they're, they deemed if you were mandated to a 72 hour hold to see if they can figure out what's going on with you. Maybe your meds, maybe you're not taking meds and you need to get on meds, or maybe you're the meds you're taking are the wrong dose. And they just switch that up and you can't get to your doctor. Cause say it's like two o'clock in the morning and your doctor's appointment is in five days or next week or next month. And between now and then is a lot of bad stuff that happen if you're not on the right meds or on meds. So, um, it, that, triggered us to bring you to the hospital um, and either they'll evaluate you there and then release you within a couple hours or they'll evaluate, evaluate you and say, Hey, no, we need to, we need to hold you uh, for up to 72 hours. And I have rarely seen someone go 72 hours, rarely. Um, <laughs> but so um, now um, if you meet those three, tri- those three criteria, danger to self, others or property, uh, and I say, no, you, you need to go to the hospital. Or, I'm sorry, let me back up. Before, you, if you said no, I would tell you either you get on the gurney and go to the hospital or I'm going to put you in handcuffs, put you on a gurney, and then put you in four-point restraints, and then you're going to there. And 99 times out of 100, people are like, oh, okay, I don't, want, I don't need that business, so I'll just get on the gurney. Uh, very rarely did you have did we ever have to go hands-on to put someone on a gurney. Um, and in those cases, when we did, the person was in mental crisis, um, like bad. So um, now th- that same criteria, let's say beforehand, if you were suicidal, like, you know what, I'm, I feel like I'm going to kill myself. Uh, I got knives here I'm going to do it with, or, or I've, I've taken a bunch of pills or whatever. Beforehand, I just throw you on a gurney if you weren't, if you weren't compliant and then you go up there. Um, now, if that same scenario, either you've taken pills or um, you said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a suicidal. I think I'm going to go jump off a bridge and, on I-5 and jump you know, get hit by a bunch of cars or whatever. Um, if you tell me, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I cannot physically detain you and put you on the gurney to send you. They've, they have, they have deemed any force, um, against someone in mental crisis is, is against the law. So now if I was to grab you and put you on the gurney, that's a use of force per their uh, definition of it. And I can get sued. So you've got, 
not just crazy people, but violent, crazy people who are acting out. And in, in the past, there used to be a way to get them some medical help. Now yeah. they get a, yep. they get a roam around free. You can't do anything. And they're going to be running around our communities doing whatever they do. And that's the danger to people out there. Is that a fair summary or am I exaggerating? No, no, that's, that's it. I, I mean, here's the other thing, Glenn, if that person in mental crisis commits a crime before the law was passed, we would we would ignore the crime. And, and now, mind you, it depend on what the crime was. If it was like murder, um, let's just miss just a murder, you're going to jail. Um, but if it's like a, a small misdemeanor crime, um, the family would just pay the damages to the person. Like, so let's say someone in mental crisis walked into a gas station and just started ransacking the place. Right. Um, the, the family of that mentally ill person and the, the store owner would get together and say, Hey, let's fix this. Let's, you know what I mean? It's, there's, I don't want to press charges. Not to mention that there's no court out there that would charge someone in mental crisis, uh, for right. misdemeanor crime anyways. Um, but that's how that way it was all, it was all settled civilly. And we would send that person to the hospital. Now, same scenario. Since we can't bring that person to the hospital, I can't use force to bring that person to the hospital. I have no other choice but to arrest that person if that person didn't want to voluntarily go to the hospital. <laughs> so, so now you've done two things. One, you're making the law enforcement look bad because, oh, now we're arresting the mentally ill for something they have no control of. Because granted, man, there's, there's people out there that need to be on medication that should be because they're not, not so bad that they're a danger. Obviously, there are those people that are very dangerous if they're not on medication, but the vast majority of people that are mentally ill just need to be on medication uh, or they, or they wild out. But now since, since I can't use force to put that person on a gurney to, so they can go to the hospital to get checked out. Now I have to arrest them for that crime. So now I'm now the police are arresting all the mentally ill people, not to mention when they go to court, the court, the judge is going to say, yeah, you're not, you're not, uh, I can't think of the phrase. Mentally, mentally competent. Mm -hmm. Mentally you know, competent. And it's once you arrest them, let's say that? these are people that need medication, which I think would be the vast majority. Once you arrest them and put them in jail, jail is not a hospital. And yes, they may get no, some medications. Maybe they don't. But it's not a great medical situation to be in jail. Whereas in the past, we we could medically treat people and there was a system that worked pretty well. And now yeah. we can't do that. Is that is that what's going yep. on? 100 percent. So. Now, now, not only do you make the cops look bad, but now you're wasting resources because they arrest that person, threw them in jail, they go to court, and the, the judge says you're not mentally competent, you're released, dismissed charges. So now you just wasted everybody's time. So we had a system uh, that worked. Mental, mm -hmm. That's the mental health. That's the mental health portion of that, right? Yep, well, and before we get into the next one, Shelby, go ahead yep. and uh, and let folks know about a couple of our sponsors. So real quick, I always like to give a quick shout out to some of our great sponsors. Uh, EMP Shield, great folks over there. They have developed a device that protects your devices from an EMP or a coronal mass ejection. Uh, most likely your home, your car, um, your generator. Uh, check them out. If you use the coupon code PREPPING2.0 at checkout, you get... $50 off per device, which is a really good steal of a deal. By the way, all of our sponsors you can find at our website at prepping two point. I'm sorry, excuse me. I always say that prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates. It's an interesting page. We also have Minutemen Coffee, who, by the way, are going bananas. They uh, He was on Steve Bannon's show. Um, he's yeah. been on Charlie Kirk's show. Really big things going on with Minutemen Coffee. I'm just going to say this, a little trash talk to any Black Rifle Coffee uh, customers out there. Look out, Black Rifle Coffee. Minutemen Coffee's coming after you. They have set their sights on a national market. And I know the people involved in Minutemen Coffee and uh, what... Yeah, they get stuff done. Well, and that's and just Minutemen Coffee support law enforcement, and they exactly. support Second Amendment and wholeheartedly. Yes, and uh, it's of course what what Shelby drinks. So if you're a drug addict like her, uh, this would be a good drug to go ahead and take. Absolutely. So if you again find them on our website, you use the coupon code I Miss America at checkout, you'll get fifteen percent off the, your order. And one last one during this quick segment, Numana Foods, great folks over there. They have developed freeze dried bulk foods. So if you're looking to 
bed, but do some deep preps, put away some food for a long time in a bulk manner. So it's not uh, you know, mountain, house. mountain house, individual serving kind of food. It's bulk. Use the coupon code lowercase prep at checkout. You'll get 10% off. And again, you can find them on our website under Friends and Affiliates. And now back to Deputy Keegan Williams. Oh my gosh, I told you to stop. Okay, so, <laughs> well, it's funny, um, funny story, everybody, before we get to Keegan here in a moment. We just got done recording a show in Sweden. There's a Swedish prepping show. And I was I was doing my my imitation of of Sweden. It was basically the the Swedish chef from the Muppets, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to talk to him in their language." And I was like, "Heard it, heard it, heard it, there it is." She's like, "Don't do that, please oh don't gosh. do that." There, I did it. And you're doing it on this show I know. instead. It's oh funny. my god, would People you stop, it. girls? He's all mine. People Stand love back. it. <laughs> well, anyway, oh. Keegan, what's another law that recently passed that in Washington and is probably headed for a blue I know state one. near you? Don't speak lingu- languages you don't know. Whoa. Did they That's pass that, hard. Keegan? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, me imitating Swedish actually counts as mental illness, but luckily I can't be put in a 72-hour hold. I could just be arrested for speaking and then go to fake court Swedish and get it. And then again, to- make it sound like I'm in court all the time, like as a defendant. And then go to court oh, well, and have it dismissed. Yes. Yeah, it'll get dismissed. Don't worry. I'm going to beat this rap. Or as we say in Sweden, beats and raps and hymen. Anyway. Such a <laughs> Deputy Keegan, what's another law that, that people in blue states are going to be confronting probably pretty soon? And people in red states can sit back and laugh at people in blue states and say, ha ha, we don't have this problem. Well, so we'll talk, we'll wrap that up at the very end. That, that comment you just made, we'll wrap that up at the okay. end. So there are 31, there were 31 uh, Senate and House bills that were that were passed. Well, that were brought Proposed. forward. I don't know of the thirty-one. I don't know how many um, were passed, but the the big ones that were that were passed really really limited us on what we can do. So we talked about the mental health one. Uh, we'll talk about the the ability to question juveniles. Yeah, so, start with that one because um, everyone so knows say, juveniles don't commit crimes because they're right. nice kids. Yep. <laughs> so let's say a sixteen or seventeen year old kid. Um, steals your car and we chase, well, prior to the laws, yeah. we chase it uh, and it wrecks. We'll get into that later. We'll, and, it, and it wrecks, right? Yeah. Juvenile uh, steals car, wrecks Nobody's car. Nobody's hurt. Yep. Nobody's we hurt. We chase him, we spike his tires and uh, he complies and we, he comes out. Prior to the law, I would Mirandize them and give them the juvenile warnings, which is just an additional portion of the, of the Miranda warnings. Um, and then if they agree, agree to talk, we would talk about the, the situation and then we would... Uh, bring them to juvie or we would release them to the parents either one. Now I can't, I cannot talk to a juvenile until I have gotten a lawyer for that person. So if I, if I arrest the same scenario, if I arrest that dude um, and before I question him, I have to contact a lawyer and the lawyer has to come down before I can start questioning. Now, (laughs) what do you think that lawyer is going to tell that kid? Don't talk. Yeah. What, what, what what cops going to waste their time with calling a lawyer, having them come down just for the lawyer to say, yeah, don't, uh, you have a right to remain silent, so don't, don't say anything. Why would I waste my time? Exactly. So now, all we're going to do is arrest the kid, book them, and then now the detectives and the lawyers can all decide on what's going to happen. It's just ridiculous, man. And so you can't even find out. What went on? You, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, and and this idea that the juveniles are little angels um, is is yeah. misproven um, on a daily basis somewhere in the Seattle metropolitan area. So right. this creates an incentive for you guys not to even bother trying to solve crimes or trying to figure out what happened. And it just seems to me that so many of these laws you mentioned, you know, the mental illness one, the juvenile one, and ones you're going to talk about in a while. In my mind, there weren't terrible problems that needed to be solved. For example, it's not as if every day of the week the police would catch a juvenile and shoot him in the head for no reason. You know what I mean? There was no there's I don't understand what the need for these laws is Um, and especially with juveniles. I mean, you should be able to try to solve crimes and it sounds like you're just in sort of the catching booking and releasing business and the whole yes, part about 100%. yeah and the whole part about well they're booked and then they're charged and then they're tried and if they're guilty they are punished that whole thing seems to be so passe so old school so 2020 uh not uh-huh. modern day 
Um, What are some other laws out there that have been passed? And again, I stress again, Blue Staters, this could be coming to you because everybody has to. And Shelby made this great point off air and I want to give her credit for it, but it's in the stream of consciousness. So I'll go ahead and say it. That is all these states, all these liberal states, these blue states, they all try to one up each other. Oh, yeah. Well, I prevented the cops from doing 77 percent of their jobs. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I've hobbled them so they can only do five percent of their jobs. You know what I mean? It's just constant one-upsmanship about who can have the the tougher police reform laws and and don't think that isn't a thing these guys these governors you know gavin newsom and jay inslee of washington and kate brown of oregon oh, sitting around at cocktail parties trying to outdo each other new york new jersey mm-hmm. chicago or chicago feels like a state but illinois all of them mm-hmm. they one up each other all the time yeah so keegan what are some other What's another law out there that that'll blow people's mind that <laughs> that was here's passed? One that'll, here's one that that <laughs> it's unfathomable. So, okay, <clears throat> we we can no longer pursue. This I, is I amazing. This per- is the one that just some, should put chills up people's spines. This seriously. is this is mind blowing. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt well, you. There's one that's even worse, but I get to, I get I'll finish this one. In so, segment two, um, pursuing. <laughs> yes. Um, Pursuit, pursuits are dangerous no matter what. They're dangerous to cops, they're dangerous to the suspect, and they're dangerous to citizens because of the stupidity that the the suspect um, does right. during the pursuit. Um, now, mind you, this a pursuit is is everything's up to the the suspect. How far you go, how fast you go, where you go, it's all up to the suspect. Now, we can as cops, we can kind of guide you, guide the suspect a, a, a little bit, uh, but he or she's going to do whatever the hell they want to. So. Um, we can no longer pursue in the state of Washington, um, except for if it's a, um, a, a major felony like uh, murder, kidnapping, uh, arson one, which means arson or like you burn a house down with people inside. Um, burglary one, like you, if you uh, home invasion, robbery, um, stuff like that. But for stolen cars, for everything that we used to pursue people for, minus those major felonies I just named. And there's a few, there's a few more, but. Um, you can't pursue for anymore. Like, like if, if I was to pull you over racing, if you're racing, I can't pursue you anymore before I could. Now I can't. Hmm. Um, so what's that? And I'll give you an example of, of how emboldened it's made the racers. <laughs> uh, after the laws passed, uh, one of our, um, deputies pulled up to a red light, a solid red light. Uh, and next to him pulls up this little, uh, racer car. The racer car stops at the red light next to the deputy, then goes. So the deputy's like, what the hell? And gets behind it, lights it up. It, it goes for a little ways. Like there's plenty of places to turn up to pull over, but it didn't pull over. But it wasn't like eluding. It was going the speed limit. And then it finally pulls over. The deputy gets out of the car, um, mm-hmm. goes up to walk up to him. The racer takes off. Of course. Does a, does a UE and comes back towards the deputy, but not at him. Like in the, in the you know, just going in the, in the right lanes of traffic, but I'm going the opposite direction. And then does a couple three sixties and then just takes off. And our, and our deputy's like, well, I can't pursue you. Have a nice day. And then gets back in his car, does his report about what just happened and then goes on his way to the next call. Oh my goodness so. gracious. So you've, you've given an incentive to people to do donuts, drive around crazy, drive around fast and know nothing's going to happen yep. to them. And c- criminals talk by the way. Mm-hmm. And yes, they, they talk do, a lot. I mean, racing community. Yeah, exactly. Racing community. There are forums for this. There's, I'm sure it was captured on TikTok. Yeah, man. These cops, you know, I just like did circles oh, around. It. Woo. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that kind of stuff happens. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break now. Stay with us, of course. And we're going to go into segment two and we're going to hear about more crazy laws. We're just getting warmed up in the crazy law buffet. We're, we, we're getting warmed up and then we're going to have a delicious hot meal of more crazy laws that are hindering the police. And then Keegan's going to talk about the effect it's having on the police department, which is going to be pretty mind blowing. So stick around. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, 
Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. Prepper.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here. Riveting conversation yeah. with Deputy Keegan regarding all of this kind of uh, hamstringing. Uh, Hamstrungery. I make up a word there every you show. Go. Thank of you, Hamstrungery. Police forces. Well, and we've talked about it in Washington State, but it's just going to spread to all mm-hmm. these other liberal blue places too, which is what, which is the cautionary tale. But first, before we have him continue, I want to give a quick shout out to some of our other sponsors. Jared Savick. Oh, yeah. He and his wife, great, great realtors in the Kalispell, Montana area. They are preppers themselves. They know what it takes to make a good prepping property. So if you're interested in Montana, that they don't just deal with uh, Kalispell, but they also work out of town and way out of town and they can help you kind of formulate your plan what kind of property something turnkey or something you want to build yourself they have the experience in that and you can find them if you go to seize the day montana that seize the day mt and when you reach out to him and his lovely life life lovely he has a lovely wife he's yeah. wife and, and he life. has a lovely life because he lives sure. in montana um, be sure to <laughs> let them know that uh glenn and shelby sent you the other uh quick shout out we want to give is uh, Glenn, Lizzie McDaniel. Lizzie McDaniel. Speaking of great realtors who can help you relocate, Lizzie is a Tennessee-based uh, real estate agent, and she is a prepper. She's one of us. She actually sought us out and was very excited to be part of the exodus that's going on, that Prepping 2.0 is helping fuel. Obviously, there's a million other reasons people are moving to red states, not just this show. But this show, if you listen to it, it's, it's helping you get there. And her contact information is on redstate-realtors.com, which is a great website because I invented it, so I think it's pretty cool. Maybe it it isn't, but I think it's pretty cool. It's this website, redstate-realtors.com, where you click on a state, like Tennessee in this case, and up pops 
a vetted realtor in that state who is wanting to help people relocate from blue states to red states. Now, full disclosure, we don't have a realtor for every state. It's growing now. So many of the states you're going to click on are going to have realtors, but not all. And by the way, if you are a prepper out there and you have an awesome realtor who helps you in a red state, please send me an email and there's a way to contact uh, me on redstate-realtors.com and let me know and we can try to get all the states covered and that'll be very helpful for folks and i oh backwoods homes how can we forget that we'll round it out with this backwoods homes great magazine um it comes every quarter and we love it uh i we came over here to the studio and i looked in shelby's vehicle and there in the back seat was a copy of backwoods homes magazine so we read it and if you use the coupon code six off the numeral six off you're gonna get six dollars off well, one last one. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch it right there. Katie Armour. Oh, geez. Great folks over there. They have developed steel body plates for the average Joe, for um, you and I. Uh, and I encourage you to check them out. Um, they will help you out if you use the coupon code Grant at check checkout. You'll get ten percent off. But here's the key with that: as we watch the defunding, the yeah. disarming, the uptick in violence, and the Um, inability for law enforcement to do their job and help you. I think it's really key that you get your own body armor. And two, with the lack of steel in Mm -hmm. America right now, I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to supply us. And I know we have a federal government that would like to put KD armor out of business. So don't delay in taking advantage of that deal. Give yourself an unfair advantage, KD armor. Now back to Deputy Keegan Williams. Deputy, tell us another crazy law out there that will blow people's minds. We were starting to talk about before the break the uh, inability to pursue, and you yeah. wanted, yeah. yeah, carry on that a little bit because there's let's flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to throw one of the departments under the bus. Uh, Why not? Why not? Tacoma. Tacoma. Okay. Um, so they had a they had a um, a briefing, uh, and it, and it described in that briefing it was a pretty long briefing. So uh, I'll just get to the the one scenario that I think is going to be the most shocking because it was to us. Um, is that, so you have, let's say you have a, uh, you two, um, and you have a child and, uh, Glenn, you murder that child. And then you take off in a, a red Ford pickup with no license plates okay. and you leave. Mm-hmm. Well, the call comes out because obviously Shelby calls nine one one. Um, and I'm, there's a couple cops in the area and, um, it pulls out in front of us a red Ford pickup with no license plates, tinted windows. Now, in the state of Washington, I'm going to pull you over, right? Uh, because because that's reasonable reasonable suspicion to believe that a murder was just committed. The suspect was identified as Glenn, and he left in a red Ford pickup with no license plates. And we are within a, a minute or two of the actual murder site. So it's reasonable to believe that that's probably, or it can be, yes. the, the suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, before the law was passed, I would we would do a felony stop on you and pull you out of the vehicle at gunpoint because you just committed a murder. Conceivably, um, yes. We, go ahead. Yeah, conceivably. You have probable cause to yep. think it because yep. of all the things you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It, it's called reasonable suspicion, mm-hmm. or it, in quotes, a Terry stop, right? Mm-hmm. Terry v. Ohio, it's a case law. So um, now we do the same thing, but you're like, screw this and you take off i cannot pursue you because i have i do not have probable cause that you're the one driving that truck i just, can't prove that you're the one driving the truck just reasonable suspicion but you don't it's have anything more than reasonable suspicion so Correct. you can kill a kid and take off unless you've got a sign on the back of your red ford pickup with no license plates that says i just committed murder right or in that scenario if i knew who you were like i had interactions with you before and you pass by me and I see through the window that, oh, yeah, that's 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 definitely Glenn. Then then I can pursue till my wheels come off. But well, when is that going to happen? Windows, pretty okay. rare. Huh? That's pretty rare. Yeah, it is. But now if I don't know you're the actual person driving that car, I, I can't I can't per the law. I can't pursue you. And if I do pursue you violating that House bill or Senate bill law uh, and you and it is you, but you wreck and kill some other family, I'm going to get sued. I caught the murderer. But I'm going to get sued by the family you just ran into because now you broke their leg or whatever. So, so that's if, absolutely if I, mind-boggling. If I may boil this down, and if this yeah. is wrong, please tell me because I don't want to leave people with false information. It sure. sounds like in most cases, the police cannot chase the bad guys. Uh, correct. Jesus. 
Lord have yeah. mercy. So, and so what it also, taken, and it also emboldens yes. lawbreakers yes. who know this because, believe it or not, criminals are not stupid. They know. They're okay, lazy, but they're I not stupid. If I murder somebody and hmm. I just... And I don't put go, a sign on my back window right, saying I, I just murdered somebody. And I go ripping out of town at, you know, 75 yep. in a 30 zone. I'm yep. clear. I'm good. Yep. I'm 100%. headed for the hills and nobody can t- stop me. Right. Wow. All right. What were you going to so, say? So that leads into the next House or Senate bill that passed is that's taken away reasonable suspicion. So now I cannot I cannot stop you unless I have PC to arrest you. Probable cause, which is a higher right. standard than Probable reasonable cause. suspicion. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so 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 what this is going to happen, what is going to happen now? And we've talked about this um, since then. Um, let's say you. Well, here's a here's a perfect example of what, right when these bills were passed, this scenario I'm about to tell you occurred and cops were so confused about can I stop that person or can I not stop that person that the dude just walked away. So, dude uh, walks away from he's this guy is seen walking away from a stolen vehicle. The stolen vehicle was in a Lowe's parking lot. Cop um, drove drove by, ran the license plate, came back stolen, but saw a dude walking away from that car. Now, before this law, that dude's not going anywhere. You're not free to leave. You're just walking away from a stolen vehicle. I'm going to find out if you're involved. If you're not, have a nice day. If you are involved, you're well, you're going to jail. Yep. Now, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> so the cop's like, dang it, I can't stop that dude because I don't have PC to stop him. So they're at, in the process of recovering the stolen vehicle, that same dude walked out of Lowe's with a, with a shopping cart full of uh, high-end tools. Now Lowe's didn't see this happen. Um, and the dude just keeps, um, I'm sorry. So they, so they recover the stolen vehicle and then they, these cops go to a substation that's not too far from the Lowe's. And as the cop is in his car doing his report, that same dude walks in front of him in with a Lowe's shopping cart full of high-end tools. That is pretty odd. Yeah. So top, now, so if, when we had reasonable suspicion, we could stop you if you were, if a crime was just occurred, was about to occur, or had just occurred. Those are the three things we could stop you for. That's a Terry v. Ohio stop case law. Now we can't do that. So the, but the, but the seasoned cop gets out of his car, goes up and contacts him, and is like, this is weird, man. When have I ever seen someone pushing a Lowe's golf or Lowe's golf cart, a Lowe's shopping cart down to the middle of a parking lot full of high end tools? That that doesn't that's not the norm. That's Let not me guess. Reasonable. This was at night too, probably. No daytime. Okay. Broad daylight. Oh, and he probably didn't have a receipt. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. So <laughs> he, he stops and talks to him, but there's no piece. There's no PC to stop him. So the the dude now, with, since the laws are passed, can tell the cop, "Pound sand, bro." I, you ain't talking to me. I'm getting out of here. And you just you walk away. So the cop is like, dang it, I can't I can't hold this guy here. Hey, my partner, go check to see if Lowe's knows this stuff's being stolen. Look, they didn't. The dude did not have a receipt. Said he dropped it in route. Must have. Sure. Um, well, in, in that whole process of of his partner going to Lowe's to check the video surveillance and talk to the shop or the um, loss prevention, the dude, the, the suspect's like, screw you, copper, I'm out of here, and just walked away. And lo and behold, he had stolen all that stuff. But so. he went to his ride and it had been towed. Ha ha. Correct. That's why you probably walked away. <laughs> yeah. He walked away from those valuable tools that he legitimately purchased, but he just dropped. So his just receipt. imagine what would have happened. Oh, I don't know. 2018 with that multiple arrest, yeah. restitution, yep. jail time, justice. Now yeah. the rest of us are on our own to deal with such shenanigans. It's ridiculous, right? And one yeah. of the effects is when I go to Lowe's, I'm going to pay more for stuff because they just yes, had about $2,000 conceivably walk out. Another guy walked away and abandoned it and they restocked it. So I'm not saying in this situation, but there's that cost. And then we have bad guys running around. If he's driving a stolen car and he drives a stolen car to Lowe's to go steal thousands of dollars worth of stuff, I'm going to make a very un-PC guess, and by that I mean political correctness, not probable cause, that maybe the guy has committed other crimes, and maybe arresting him and taking him off the street will prevent some other crimes, like later that day when the guy goes and does something like this again. And so all that crime prevention by actually locking up people who have committed crimes uh, goes away. And now you got a guy who's like, hey, you know what? You know, it'd be fun. I'm going to steal a car. I'm going to drive really fast. I'm going to go to Lowe's. I'm going to load it up with stuff. 
Nobody can touch me. I'm completely untouchable. Think about this. It just hit me. This always happens when we have a guest on the show or we're talking. I figure stuff out for the first time. So here you go. This is fresh and raw. You know, all those comic books and all those like Batman movies where it's like criminals are not even afraid of the law. They run around and they just commit crimes and they're not well, afraid. Gotham City, That's, right? Yeah. The Gotham City scenario. Welcome to Washington State. Welcome to other blue states. You've got the Gotham City scenario and it's it's uncontrolled. Correct. That's the part where so, you agree with me. Yeah, no, okay. I know. I, I agree with you. <laughs> and so and it's basically reasonable suspicion is out the window. Now I act and now I, I before I even stop you, I have to go get probable cause. So I have to go over to Lowe's, get probable cause and then come back and find you to arrest you. And then, if I may add, sorry to interrupt you, I'm going to guess, yeah. tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, this is the lawyer part kicking in. You do get probable cause by some miracle, and you do arrest the guy. Um, what is the, uh, I don't know, the direction that the prosecutor's office is going in? Uh, you got a couple thousand dollars of, of theft, and you've got a stolen car. Is that one of their higher priorities to prosecute and put no, people in jail? No, it's not. It's yeah. Not. Tell us about the fact, prosecutor part of this. The, after the George Floyd thing happened, this is amazing. Justice attorneys um, got together and they are now deciding on which crimes to, or suspects to actually um, prosecute. Because if there's any inclination that their brains believe that there was racial bias, they're just going to dismiss the case. They're going to send it back. So if the bad so. guy thinks it could have a racial bias angle to it, mm-hmm. the prosecutors will not charge it. No, no, no. If the prosecutors think there was racial oh, bias. Oh, I see. It's worse, actually. It's worse. Because so you, the yes. criminals definitely think there was racial bias. You and know? and it's, it's about as bad because many of the prosecutors come from these social justice factories uh, that were formerly called law schools. They're now social yeah. work schools. And, of course, they think everything's racial bias. I mean, why, why else would you go into the prosecuting field except to let people go? And I'm not kidding. I, I know a lot of young prosecutors, and that's pretty accurate so if the prosecutor thinks there's a racial angle goodbye you walk oh my goodness gracious and and i've done a lot of work and research on this i encourage you i did a khnc show on this a year ago you can if you want to go dig back that far a lot of research on this you can google and find out prosecutors are under the tutelage of district attorneys several of these big cities la uh portland philadelphia philadelphia i believe seattle atlanta All of those district attorneys were put into office by the funding of George Soros. For real. For real. And uh, it's and so that's where you see you see that this is what they're doing and it's creating the chaos that's desired. Um, I encourage people to think about that and just and we'll talk about this probably more in the after show. Just this needs to reset our minds in terms of how we deal with crimes that happen to us because right now if I were in I don't know Tacoma and someone assaulted me not uh, first of all it's calling 911 is a joke um, getting help and justice is a joke I need to decide at that point what I will do with that situation if anything you know what I mean so as a per- and we'll talk about this more but I know that Keegan has other points yes, he wants other to crazy make. laws yes. to tell us keep going this is great you're, you're giving our sure. audience a lot of good information so you talk about, so we talked about the, the, what the prosecutors now are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or not doing. So this, yeah, right. So, th- so that leads into the, um, uh, you just said it a few seconds ago, Shelby. Assault, what people can do, uh, justice, lack of it. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll think of okay. it again. So let's go on to, the, to another law. Another about, crazy law. New um, law coming to you in blue states. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Just remembered it. Okay. So, the, the new law, we can't use anything in the state of Washington. You can't use anything over 50 caliber. And I don't know a, a single state in or law enforcement wow. entity that uses 50 caliber because that's just ridiculous, right? That's overkill for whatever reason. So, um, but you can't use uh, less lethal beanbag rounds out of your shotgun. You can't use. Because it's over 50. Lethal, it's over half an inch. Yeah. It's a 12 gauge yep. round. Yep. Yep. And you can't use less lethal beanbag. I'm sorry. Uh, foam rounds out of a out of a 40 millimeter because it's bigger than a 50 cal so when we brought this up like you're taking away all of our less lethal um options the 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 clown bag from kennewick a democrat legislature who wrote that 
course is like, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I, I didn't, you get, you can still use le- less lethal. <laughs> so the law states, we can't use it. So all the police chiefs, WASPIC, Washington Association of Police Chiefs and Sheriffs and the attorney general uh, and this, this clown car legislator from Kennewick <laughs> got together and they're like, no, no, you guys, well, that was not the spirit of the law. I know, it's, I know it's the letter of the law, but it's not the spirit of the law. So you guys can still use your beanbags and, and foam rounds out of your 40 millimeter. Well, Tell that to a plaintiff's attorney. Tell that well, when they, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So when they came back to us, we're like, yeah, uh, no, we're going to follow the letter of the law until it's changed, which is one of the laws that will probably change in January, February. But so we had guys turning in their um, 40 millimeter because uh, we don't use beanbag rounds anymore because there's there's too high of a chance between um, a double out buck getting into or a, a breaching round getting in mixed in with the uh, beanbag shotgun round. So we're like, nope, we're not using those anymore. But now we only use 40 millimeter, which are more effective anyways. Um, more fun. So, dude. yeah. So now we had guys turn those in because you know what? I'm not, I'm not using it because even though the AG and that legislator said, yeah, no, that, that's not the spare law. You guys can still use those. If I hit someone with those, I can still be sued. Yep. And what, and what King County prosecutor is going to say, yeah, we're going to defend you. <laughs> My, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't trust you. After that memo that you sent out, that was 14 pages long, basically saying we're not, we're going to use racial, um, anti-racial bias, even if there isn't any against you. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, that's not happening. And the so. irony, of course, is you've got less than lethal. Isn't that what the libs always say? Why did you have to use a real gun? Shoot Why couldn't you use bean bags? Yeah, shoot him in the leg. Yeah, that's the yep. famous one. You could have shot him in the leg. And so then less than lethal is now verboten. And I understand it might may come back next year, but that doesn't matter. Right now, here and now, in Washington State, Luckily, we're not in Washington State. You guys can't use, as a practical matter, less than lethal when that's the exact thing that may be called for. Maybe the most humane thing is going to be the thing that creates the minimal amount of damage and hurts people less and still solves the problem at hand, which is probably a knife-wielding maniac. Um, Oh, I guess if you can't use less than lethal, you got a knife-wielding maniac. I guess you have to use live rounds and and possibly kill somebody. I, I think that's kind of no, the outcome. Way worse. Way okay. worse. Well, not, there's, not nothing, there's nothing worse than black rounds. But So you're taking away my ability. So and then they also took away the, the lateral vascular neck restraint, which is what people, what uneducated people call chokeholds, mm-hmm. which were extremely effective. The dude who did it in Minneapolis to George Floyd, that was not an LVNR. That was, that was, I don't know what the hell that was, but that was not, he got what he deserved. Uh, yeah. But the cop when you did. take away, yeah, the cop, when you take away the LVNR away from us, there, there are so many scenarios that uh, we did or now we, that we, we could have used to, to quickly end a, um, a bad situation, but now we can't use it. So now we can't use LVNR. Now we can't use beanbag shotgun rounds that those shotgun rounds are, or those beanbags are used by that department. And you took away a 40 millimeter. What do we have left? Strong words. Six, Strong words. Punches, kicks. No, punches and kicks, and the ever, <laughs> um, the ever bad imaged uh, baton. Yeah, the baton was. So what that t- look like? Yeah, the baton was taken. Rodney King is what yeah, it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. If I if I hit you with a forty millimeter in the in the thigh, um, or the arm, or the butt, you're going to say, "Yep, I'm done. I'll lay down. Just tell me what to do, and I'll lay down. You can handcuff me." But now, since we can't use that, I have to get closer to you. Yes. Which now puts myself in danger. But then I'm going to beat the crap out of you with a baton, which is going to be video recorded and sent to all the news agencies. Yeah. And what's going to happen? I, I'm going to start striking you in your in your forearm, and your shoulder, and your thigh, and your calf. Um, and then what's going to happen? You're going to when I hit you in the in the arm, you're going to say, "Ah, oh, that hurts," and lean over towards that pain. And now you're going to get wrapped in the head on accident, and then you're going to die, or you're going to be in a coma, or paralyzed, or whatever. Right. And that was not my intention, but you leaned that way when I was hitting you when you were being uncooperative. So well, and and I want people to stop and remember the the Rodney King beating that was early nineties. All of those things yeah. that you just listed that w- have just been taken away from you were developed, right? So because that the it. baton yeah. beatings would stop, and now yeah. they're being taken away. Yeah, isn't this cr- and, crazy? And if tasers, if tasers. Uh, if people think tasers work all the time, they don't. Clothes have a, a nasty habit of of making it so tasers don't 
yeah. contact the skin. Now, mind you, if you're wearing a t-shirt and shorts, you're you're going to be riding the lightning for so a little bit. But if you're wearing a jacket in the or summer, sweatshirt or something yeah. heavier, it might not go through, man. And you might just be getting a little bit of the action instead of the, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, what are yeah. some other, we have a, we have about three minutes, three minutes. Um, what's it? One more, like give us one more crazy law and then we'll go into the after show for Patreons with more crazy laws. And then the part that I think matters the most, and this has been good background to get people, you know, to the point in which the, the main message will resonate. And that is how this affects everybody, but give mm-hmm. us one more crazy law and then we'll do the, how it affects everybody in the after show. Uh, well, so I'll, go, I'll just go over, a, um, for the last three minutes, I'll just go over some of the laws that were changed. Yeah. Um, so we can't use chokeholds, got that, discussed it. Uh, prohibits, prohibits law enforcement officers from firing at a moving vehicle. Um, okay, that's kind of understandable, um, unless the car's coming at you. Um, requires uniformed peace officers to uh, reasonably be identified. <laughs> when the cop is wearing a uniform uh, with badges and I'm carrying a gun belt and my name tag's on it, why and, and big police letters on my back why do you have to create a law that says requires uniformed peace officers to be reasonably ident- identifiable aka having a name tag we already have that so why would you make a, it just blows me away um <laughs> we have we we pass a lot of the prohibits no knock warrants the state of washington doesn't we didn't use no knock no warrants anyways so why would you pass a law with something we don't use prohibits vehicle pursuits unless the officer has PC. Yeah, we already already did that one. Or DUI. If if you think he's DUI, you can do that. Oh, prohibits the use of tear gas except in three circumstances. And that would be a harm harm that's posed by a riot, a barricaded subject, or a hostage rescue situation. Um, Hmm. Use of physical force when necessary, but no duh. Uh, We had to do that. Requires, oh, okay, here's one. Uh, which we do anyway, requires any law enforcement officer who witnesses as another law enforcement officer using using or attempting to use excessive force to intervene to an end or prevent the use of force or report it to supervisor. So oh, for we're to do that anyway. We're to do that anyway. If someone if someone walks up and smacks someone off the, across the face, bro, go talk to the sergeant. Yeah, That's, that was not that was not appropriate. Or someone's handcuffed and you kick him or hit him or something. Come on, man, go yeah. talk to the sergeant. We're to do that. But now. Now I, I, I'm required to by law, which we would have done anyway. Let me reiterate, I would have done that anyways. But now you're requiring to do it by law. And if you don't, if I, if, if I see you hit a, hit a dude and I don't say anything, now I can get charged with a misdemeanor. Here's something even worse. If, if, if Glenn kicks a dude and I don't report it and Shelby sees it and she doesn't report it, she gets all three of us can go to jail. Wow. So I'm going to stop yeah, you right now. Yeah, oh my gosh. Gotta wrap it up. My head Very is good. blowing up. My head is blowing up. So, folks, um, stay with us in the after show. We're going to unpack so many of these and. Um, and just think about it and let it sink in some more. Um, but don't forget, from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.